What's going on? Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know what we're talking about today. We've got Tony on the line, and uh, I, we haven't, I haven't even published the last podcast we did together yet, bro. I, yeah. uh, I, need, I need to release that, and the goals one as well. But, uh, dude, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on this. I'll give you my thoughts. So, podcasts are long, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're long. Like The ones that, that I do are usually at least an hour. And the ones with you are, are usually at least an hour, if not more. My idea is if I publish, like I would rather publish once a week, maybe once every 10 days, give as many people as possible a chance to listen to the whole thing rather than publish like two or three a week. Because I think then people might get overwhelmed and then miss a fair amount of like episodes because they're always trying to catch up. I don't know. I have no idea. What yeah, do you think? I mean... Man, you are so productive. You put out podcasts at the speed of light. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you do it, honestly. And then there's all the podcasts that aren't on your feed, but are on someone else's feed. Mm. So yeah, there's there's more content, I think, than a lot of people could get through. Why don't we ask the listeners? What do they think? Okay, I like that. Would, like would you prefer as many episodes as Jordan makes, they just come out? Or would you prefer, hey, I know every week on Monday... I'm getting, you know, Jordan. Mm, that's a, and yeah, even if it's like it was actually recorded like a month or two months ago. Yeah, but like we're we're waiting to do it every Monday or whatever or whatever day it is. You know what? Go message Tony. Tony, what's your Instagram? Uh, it's Tone T O N E underscore Reverie R E V E R I E. Okay, perfect. Go message Tony. And please tell him if you would prefer, just like, listen, as they're, as they're recorded, boom, out, so you have more and more and more to listen to. Or if you'd prefer, you know what, once a week, every Monday or whatever it is, that way, you know. Because I feel like most people, and I don't know, this is my assumption, most people, they listen to podcasts in pieces. I, I don't think most people are listening to an hour plus in one go. Mm-hmm. I think there are some people who do. Inter- like you know, if they're they have long car rides on a daily basis, or if they do cardio and they listen to it in, in like a, a single hour long cardio session, but I feel like most people listen to it in segments just because you know it's it's a long piece of content. But I would be interested, so please go message Tony. Let us know what you'd prefer, and uh, we will take that into consideration going forward. Groovy. What are we talking about today, bro? Uh, so today we are talking about the do's. And the don'ts mm. of going to the gym. Do's and don'ts of going to the gym. I love it. So, I love it. you know, it's uh, it's still January at the time of this recording. Um, <laughs> people are, you know, hopefully they've set some goals. They're, they've got renewed vigor and energy. And I think a lot of folks might be going to the gym for the first time or going back to the gym after a long time. Mm. Um, and especially with the past few years it might feel a little weird. It might be a little different. So I think it would be great to just talk about the conventional wisdom and etiquette of how to occupy that space. I like that. And it's regardless of time of year, this is always important to discuss because like always people need to have a a better understanding of gym etiquette and all of that. (laughs) Number one, so like you're, you don't come across as a dick, but also I think a lot of newer people in the gym would benefit just from knowing like, oh, okay, like this is what I do. And this makes more sense now. Cause I think a lot of people, 
one of the reasons they're nervous to go to the gym is because they don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing, which by the way, like the first time you do anything, you're going to look stupid. Just understand that you will look stupid. The first time you do anything, the first time I went to the gym, I looked stupid. The first time I did a podcast, I looked stupid. The first article I wrote was looked stupid. Like every, the first time you do anything, you look stupid. It's okay. Just understanding that number one, you're going to, and number two is most people don't really care. Most people aren't really even paying attention to you. So, but I would say the more important one to remember is that, yeah, you look stupid. So what? Keep going. Eventually you won't look stupid. And then that's it. Because there, most people aren't paying attention. That's a fact. I think like 99% of people, 98% of people aren't paying attention. Yeah. There's a very small percentage of people who are dicks who do, you know, record videos of, of people doing stuff in the gym who don't know what they're doing or, uh, or you know, they're, they're going to be an asshole and say something say something rude or whatever it is, you can't control that. What the only thing you can control is you and yourself and your mindset and understanding, yeah, you know, I'm going to look stupid. Fuck it, whatever. And, and really the question comes down to when you're 97 years old and you're, if you're blessed enough to live that long and you're looking back on your life, are you really going to look back and say, you know, I'm so glad I didn't go to the gym because I was worried about looking stupid. Because a random Joe fuckstick is there and he might judge me. Or are you going to say, I'm really glad that I did the things that I did regardless of, of looking stupid because it made me better and it helped me live this long and, and it like made me a better person with better character and all of that. You're obviously never going to be proud of yourself for not doing something out of the fear of being embarrassed. No one will ever be proud of that. It's always going to be a regret. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's in all like the end of life articles where people uh, yeah. report that they regret not the things that they did and tried and failed, um, but they mostly regret the things that they didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think about that a lot. Dude, you're preaching. It's like that drives almost every decision I make. Like, I, every, like almost all the time, I'm like, man, is this something that I'm really going to like regret not doing? Okay, I'll do it. And like, it's often mm-hmm. super uncomfortable, but when I'm done, I'm so relieved that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. What else was I going to say? There was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, oh, so as a recording, it's January 27th today. This podcast is probably going to come, going to come out in like July. Just kidding. I was on a, someone else's podcast recently. I do like two to four podcasts a day, most of which are other people's podcasts. Yeah. And someone was saying, it was, they were in the UK, I believe, and they were saying, this. have you heard of Strava? No. I think Strava is like a, it's, I believe it's some, it's like a fitness application, maybe like a wearable, I'm not sure, but it's a fitness app that it's like whoop or Garmin or whatever it is. And people can track their fitness and stuff on it. And Strava apparently calls Jan, I think it's January 17th or January 19th quitting day. And they call it that because they have all of this data from hundreds of thousands, if not millions of users who are tracking their workouts. And they could say the biggest drop-off that they see from people starting in January for the New Year's resolution comes like January 17th, January 19th. Wow. So we're already past that, which I thought is cool. Not like even you can three s- weeks. Not even, dude, not even three weeks. And um, I wanted to briefly talk about why I think that is and if anybody is struggling with that, like how to get back on the horse and, and keep going. I think one of the biggest reasons that people will quit early on 
And this isn't the only reason, but I think this is one of the biggest is because early on in January, when you make your New Year's resolutions, and this could be for any time of year, but specifically when you decide, hey, I'm getting my shit together, I'm working out, I'm getting healthy. I think what most people do is they say, I'm going to work out every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, or I, I'm, I'm never going to miss a workout. I'm going to go hard every day I train. I'm going to eat perfectly. I'm never going to have a carb ever again. I'm going to do everything right. And then, you know, you could do that for a little bit, but doing that for three weeks is really difficult. <laughs> and maybe you could do it for three days or four days or five days or a week or two weeks, but doing that for three weeks is really hard. And I think by the time they get to that third week around there, they miss a workout or they eat something they're not proud of, and then they think they're a failure. And then because they failed in their mind, they're like, well, what's the point? Why bother? I already failed. So then they take the next day off. And now they think they're even a a bigger failure. And then they take the next day off. And then they're back into the cycle of, oh, fuck it. I'm just not going to go anymore because I already ruined it, whatever it is. I think one of the worst things you can do when you're setting goals for yourself and basically anything is making unrealistic goals. Yeah. It's like one of the mo- worst things you can do. And and it actually it's in- interesting. So unrealistic action-based goals, unrealistic objective-based goals, I actually think might be somewhat worthwhile. Like having this outrageous goal of just becoming like the best in the world as an objective. Mm-hmm. I actually like that. I think that's great. But your action-based goals, what you do day-to-day have to be realistic or else you're screwing yourself over. By all means, have like the the most grandiose, if you truly believe it, this grandiose objective-based goal. I want to be the best in the world. I want to like deadlift five times my body weight, whatever it is. Cool. But your actions have to be realistic. They cannot be unrealistic. So rather than going to the gym seven days a week, go to the gym two to four days a week. Mm-hmm. rather than saying I'm never going to eat a carb like okay cool like I'm going to eat more carbs on the days that I work out and I'll eat fewer carbs on the days that I don't work out something like that and, and by the way I'm not saying that's what you have to do I'm not saying only oh it's just like that's just an idea one of many options you can utilize in order to be more realistic with your action-based goals and when you're more realistic with it and you understand yeah I'll miss a day I'll miss a week here and there then you're much more likely to stick with it. Yeah. It's uh, consistently good is infinitely better than inconsistently perfect. Yeah. So. Man, preach. Um, you know, to make this podcast all about me. <laughs> the, uh, the programming episode and, you know, the first thing that we started with was set your goal, right? Mm-hmm. And the next thing we talked about was frequency and you know, really what we talked about was consistency because all the programming, the way that, you know, the way that you're setting up the workout, the weights that you're using, the the progression, none of that matters if you're not showing up. Mm. Um, and you asked me like, hey, what's, what's your goal going to be this year? And so for me, it's just consistency. I'm doing this three to five times a week, but three, you know, bare mm. minimum, no matter what. And that's, that's it. That's it. And it's the uh, 27th. So I'm four weeks in and, and I haven't stopped yet. So dude, let's go. I love it. How are you feeling? Great. Great. It's, it's awesome. It's like, were you super day. sore the first week? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I use like <laughs> super lightweights and it's still like the next day I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I was embarrassed. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. 
That's and then how do you feel now? Are you less sore now? Oh, yeah. You know, and like doing back-to-back days. I'm doing like really light. Um, I'm doing Simple and Sinister. Oh, great program. Yeah. Great so program. Me right now. It's Pavel, like, baby. Yep. Takes up no brain space. I can get it in no matter what. It doesn't require me to, you know, sacrifice an arm and a leg just to get the workout done. And uh, mm. yeah, so I've been feeling great. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I just wanted to share, you know, my anecdote about consistency being the thing that I'm focused on. And that's been a real help for me. Yeah. Love that. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you sharing that. Hey, thank you, man. So, so where do we go from here? What's, uh, what do we say? I know we have like the whole list of the do's and don'ts, but what do you think? So yeah, I know you have that. I'm actually glad that I don't cause I want to, I want to hear it as it comes up, but I did want to ask you, do you remember the first time that you went to the gym? Oh man, the, the, like the legitimate very first day that I stepped mm-hmm. foot in the gym. Actually, yes, I remember the very first time I ever stepped foot in the gym. I don't remember. Oh, okay. All right. So actually, so there's, there's a lot going on in my head. When I was really young, like very young, my dad had a friend. His name was Phil. And Phil was a beast. Like this guy was just a savage. And his wife was a former Mrs. Olympia, which is like the, that's like the gold standard of bodybuilding. Mr. and Mrs. Olympia are like, that's like to win Olympia is like the Olympics of bodybuilding. So his wife, her name was Carla. She was a former Mrs. Olympia, but Phil was like a computer guy. So he owned a computer shop just this jacked dude who ran a computer shop. And anytime my dad needed his computer worked on, he would bring it there and all this. And so we would go there pretty frequently because they were also really good friends. And they had a gym in the computer shop. And so I was so, I was really, really, really young. And I don't know, maybe five, six, seven, eight, something like that. Probably like five, six, seven. And well, my dad and Phil were in the computer area, just working on the computers, I would be in the gym and I would just be screwing around and like, you know, on the physio balls and like, and all that. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just essentially using it like a playground when I was really young. Then I remember, I forget why my mom, my brother and I were together. I was also very young. I was probably close to like eight or nine at this point, but I have no idea where we were I want to say we were on vacation, but like we didn't take vacation. So I don't know where the fuck we were. Like we were somewhere and it, my, my mom didn't go to the gym. So I don't know why we did this. I'm, I'm thinking something must have happened where my mom needed to kill time mm. and she had two boys. And we so, walked hey, into it here for a minute. Yeah. yeah, park here. And we walked into this gym and. And I think the people at the front desk were really nice. They saw we were young and and like, I, I think my mom must've been like, Hey, you know, can like the gym was empty. It was in the middle of the day. And like, can we just like hang out here for a little bit? Yeah, sure. So we go in and I went right to the cable machine and I remember vividly doing tricep press downs. And, uh, I did, I think I just did like as many sets as I possibly could until I, I couldn't move my arms anymore. That is the first time I ever really remember being in the gym and, and using weights. But the I think the first real time 
that I actually remember. I remember when I was in like eighth grade, my buddy Sam, he had a, a, a bench press in his basement. And like we used to just screw around on that. And then in my high school, we had a fitness class in freshman year that everyone was required to take. And and that's when I got excited about the gym. I got really excited because we had a fitness class. My teacher, his name is Mr. Gonzalves. The glutes on this guy, oh my God. I'll <laughs> never forget when he was teaching us how to squat and all that. Like I was like, this guy's got the most amazing glutes. Just like, holy shit. This guy's <laughs> just a beast. And uh and from that from then on, after that fitness class, I was like, I'm obsessed. And yeah. I, I was going every day. Yeah. So no, I don't awesome. know if that answered the question, but there's a whole bunch of different stories in that one. No, thing. that does. Yeah. You're you're wired for it, man. First, first I time in it. a gym, never did anything. You did tricep pushdowns of failure. Yeah. <laughs> like multiple, multiple, multiple sets. Just that's, over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I remember a guy came up to me and showed me how to do it properly. Like a random guy in the gym was like, hey, try it like this. Yeah. That's so was, cool. Yeah. That, that was like my first experience. I just, I fell in love with it. So one of the, one of the things that I see on the clickbait articles like what to do when you're in the gym what not to do uh, one of them's like don't give unsolicited advice oh yeah <laughs> but i think that's like a really nice example of that so what are your yeah. thoughts on that topic in general yeah this is a great one to begin with like should you give unsolicited advice i'll start by saying i'll start by using the, the story that i just said as an example if i see a young kid you know eight nine ten whatever in there i will gladly go up, hey, hey, buddy, try it like this, you know, whatever, like, like, let's do this, something like that. If that kid is with a parent, mm -hmm. probably not. But if the kid, for whatever reason, is alone, I will more than happily, like, be, a, like, a little bit of a guide. I really err on the side of not giving unsolicited advice to anybody. When I was younger coach and more arrogant, I wanted to give advice to everybody. Yeah. And I masked it in my mind, with the idea of, oh, well, I want to help them. And I did want to help them, but it was, if I really broke it down, it was a way of feeling superior, mm -hmm. of being like, no, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong. And, and I'm not saying that's what everybody does, but I really do think that if you are truly objective about like why you feel the need to go up to someone who might not be doing something the way you think they're supposed to be doing it, there's definitely some ego in there and some like, well, I just want to, I, I want to make sure that I want to impose my knowledge on that person type of a thing. Mm -hmm. um, the more I did it and the more I saw what actually happened and transpired and spoke with people who had people do that to them, I realized this is not a good idea. So at this point, I will only give advice to someone if it is solicited. If someone directly comes up and asks me for advice. For example, this happened a couple nights ago. So I was in my gym, uh, not my gym, the, the gym in my building, and I was doing front squats. And this guy was like, holy, this guy who's in there all the time, we see each other all the time. He was like, man, your front squats, amazing technique. And I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. The next day I come in, and he's doing front squats. Mm -hmm. And I'm about, and I don't say anything. Saying I just walk, I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? I walk by. 
I go to the treadmill because I'm going to do a, a zone two workout. And he's like, hey, man, can you look at my front squats? Like I saw your technique and like I just want help. And abs- then I went over the top and I gave him like 30 <laughs> minutes of just like technique breakdown. He's huge too. Like he, he looks like he's a basketball player. So I was like, yours are not going to look like mine for like, and I like showed him like, look, your femurs are like five times the length of my femur. Dah, dah, dah. Like you can't expect it to look the same. I, I gave him like everything and he was super appreciative. That's awesome. But I will, unless it's like a young kid all by themselves or a person who there's, it's hard. There's like this intangible that you can see sometimes when someone's really uncomfortable and they're looking at you, but they're not sure if they should ask for something. And, and I'll give some strategies on that in a second. At this point, I will like 99.9% of the time, I will only give advice if someone directly asks me for it. The next question that someone always asks is, well, what if someone's going to hurt themselves? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't know if they're going to hurt themselves. You have no idea. And, and I say this from almost 20 years experience in the gym you have no clue. Just because someone is rounding their back on a deadlift, you don't know if they're going to hurt themselves. You have no idea. You have, I mean, people hurt themselves using perfect technique and people don't hurt themselves using absolutely God awful technique. So don't, don't think that, oh, they're definitively going to hurt themselves. If they're going to hurt someone else, then I'll step in. And it's not advice at that point. It's a, it's a command. Like if someone's throwing their weights around, be like, Hey buddy, like, please, you got other people in the area and I have no problem doing that. If they're putting other people at risk, no issues. They're dropping stuff and like throwing it around or whatever it is. Or if they're being a dick and they, and we'll talk more about this stuff later, like they're taking up all the equipment. I have no problem being like the, the, the bully police in the gym and being like, Hey, like this is everyone's equipment or Hey, got to keep everybody safe here. So I have no problem doing that. But when it comes to like technique advice or something like that, only if they ask. Yeah. It's just, I've heard too many stories of people that it turned them off, that it, it that was the reason they stopped going to the gym because someone randomly came up to them and started giving them all the advice and they made a habit out of it, doing it over and over again. It's just, if someone asks, great. If they don't, leave them be. Yeah. And I just want to highlight that you are a fitness professional and uh, <laughs> even you're like, hey, this is my hands-off approach. So mm-hmm. for us novices that have read a few books and have been training for a couple of years and think we know what we're talking about, we probably definitely shouldn't be giving advice. The, and there are ways to do it in a, here, here's how I think about it. If you're any type of conversation with someone, you're essentially, you're, you're starting a relationship with that person. And obviously it's not a romantic relationship, but every human interaction is a relationship. There's always a relationship between like you and me, Tony, we have a relationship. My wife and I, we have a relationship. My friends, like whatever, a stranger on the street, there's a relationship between us. Even if we just make eye contact, there's a relationship. If you go up to a random stranger and you just immediately give advice and say, well, you should do this. That's an odd way to start a relationship. Hmm. They're not going to trust you. They're probably not going to like you. They're probably going to get defensive. This is just basic human psychology 101. So if I see someone doing something that is potentially harmful to them or maybe not the best, the first thing I do is not correct them. My first job is let's establish the beginning of this relationship on a good note. And I'll start by complimenting them. I'll be like, hey, man, great work. Keep it up. Give them a fist bump. Or like, hey, I see you in here all the time. Like, awesome. My name's Jordan. 
Yeah. I'll just introduce myself or I'll give them a compliment. Hey, you look at me. Hey, that shirt's really cool. Hey, like whatever it is, dude, I'll lie sometimes and be like, oh man, like technique was great. I will gladly do that because it starts the relationship off on a good note. Then so many times they'll come back to me later and be like, hey, I saw you doing this. Could you show me technique? Hey, what do you think of this? Happens all the time because we started the relationship off on a good note. I don't know any relationship or very very few relationships start off with someone correcting somebody else. It's like hmm. you don't need to spend that much time on social media to realize just starting off by correcting somebody usually doesn't end very well. But when you start off on a positive note in a good relationship manner, complimenting them, introducing yourself without anything on the back and I think, hey, you need to do this, hey, you need to do that it will give you the opportunity to help them later on. Not everything ha- has to happen right now. You could it's like when you meet the person you're going to marry, you don't ask them to marry you immediately. It's usually going to be like months if not years down the road. It takes time to build that relationship. You see someone with shitty technique, introduce yourself. Say, "Hey, what's going on? I like your shirt. Hey, I see you in here all the time. Awesome." That's step 1 of the relationship. Then maybe 3 weeks down the road, they ask you for help and then maybe you save them from getting hurt. But I mean, it takes, it takes time to build these relationships. Yeah, no, that's, that's such great advice. One of my pet peeves is, uh, with coworkers, sometimes like you'll show up and they're just immediately telling you to do something and it's just like, hi, how are you? Good to see you. Dude, a hundred percent. I don't know. I'm in the Midwest, so maybe. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. If people do that on, on Instagram DM all the time they'll like just DM me. They'll be like, they won't even say, Hey, they'll be like, uh, trying to think of an example. They'll just be like, how many calories do I need? That's what all they'll say in their DM. And I'll be like, Hey, my name's Jordan. Nice to meet you. And they'll be like, Oh my God. So sorry. To... <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, just like very abrupt it, it, when it, it, social media is an interesting world. Anyway, let's keep going. We're going to have like 12 episodes on social media. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I've got I've got questions about, you know, some of the things that you've already brought up, like, you know, people who hogging all the equipment. Mm. I had a buddy who used to love doing circuit training. <laughs> and so it'd be like, you have the dumbbell here of this weight and then you have the other thing here and then we're going to superset that. And then we do step ups on this bench. And it was like a whole <laughs> I mean, it was cool, but you know, it was a lot of equipment and in a public gym, how would you navigate programming like that? Yeah, I would not do it. Yeah. I think in a public gym, it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> now it's one thing to have a couple pair, a couple pairs of dumbbells, mm-hmm. totally fine. Two pairs you're, you're, you can have. That's it. You can't have four pairs or six pairs of dumbbells. It's, if you're the only one in the gym, awesome. Go for it. Take up all the equipment. But as soon as another person comes in, you've got to, it's not your gym. If you own the gym, Mm -hmm. go for it. If you've bought the equipment, go for it. I don't understand the people who pay a gym membership, just like everybody else in that gym. They pay a gym membership and they take all the equipment and they get mad when someone else wants to use the equipment. It's like, you're both paying the same fucking thing. It's not your gym. It's not your equipment. You didn't pay for it. So if you want one or two, great. Any more than that, it's inappropriate if other people are are in that gym. If you have like 
if you've got like three pairs of dumbbells in the box that you're going to do step ups on and a physio ball and a barbell like and all this it's like all right it's inappropriate and not to mention it doesn't make your workout more effective <laughs> like i would rather you just do each exercise one by one or maybe in a superset like back and forth than do five or six or seven exercises back to back to back to back to back that like we could i mean go into the programming issues on that front but just from the being a nice human and a respectable human and like, uh, Hey, thinking about your fellow gym goers, don't do that. That's, that's, so if, if that's what your programming calls for, I mean, I sometimes have programming from my coach where given the circumstance in the gym, it's inappropriate for me to have that much equipment. So I will break the programming down and I'll be like, cool. So I'll just do this exercise first and then I'll go to the next one. And it's not necessarily in the exact same way that he programmed it, but I'm not an Olympic level athlete and I'm not trying to go to the Olympia and it doesn't make that big of a fucking difference. Just do all the exercises and you'll be fine. Like you don't need to hog all the equipment. Do you, it's, do you it's inappropriate about that? Like, have you guys had that conversation or are you just, yeah. It? Sometimes I'll be like, Hey man, just so you know, it's like, Hey, this was like uh, the gym was pretty busy and like this and this and this and all that. So like, I didn't feel comfortable. So I just did this exercise first and he's like, cool, no problem. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and he'll still keep it programmed that way. Cause sometimes I'll go to the gym, it'll be empty and I'll have plenty of time and space and equipment to use all of it. But sometimes it just, it doesn't make sense. I see this also with like people who struggle. Like if you have, if you have a program where you have a superset and the exercises are on opposite sides of the gym, and they get worried about someone taking their equipment. Cool. Then just don't superset it. Do one exercise, do all the sets, and then go to the next one. It's okay. The this, I think people have this idea that there's some magic, like some like like crazy stuff going on in the body, like outrageous stuff that happens when you superset versus when you just do individual sets. The main reason you superset is to save time. Mm-hmm. That's really the main reason. There are some types of supersets or paired sets would probably be a better word for them where it makes sense to do them directly back to back. I'll give an example. Um, it, it's it's called post-activation potentiation if you want like the fancy term, but it's like where you do a really, really heavy exercise immediately paired with a super light exercise for the same muscle groups. So you could do a super heavy bench press followed by explosive push-ups. Now, the cool part about that is you don't need any extra equipment and it's directly right next to you. Like you don't need to go across the gym. So you could do a super heavy squat followed by squat jumps with just your body weight. Again, just the heavy bar and then your body weight. And that's usually what will happen. Sometimes you'll do an exercise really heavy and then use a medicine ball. Cool. That's fine. Just have the medicine ball right next to you. With all of those types of programmings, like you don't need tons of crazy equipment or all this stuff. Now, is that is that for the, power the, production? Yeah, that's for for power production. Exactly. It's for for learning power production. It's for learning. uh, It teaches speed, power, rate of force development. And there are many uses for it. But yeah, it's it's the way that I explain it is you ever watch baseball? Yeah. So, you know, the guy who's the on deck batter when he's like he's waiting and he has the uh, he has the donut on the bat, like the weighted thing. it, It makes the bat weigh like just a little bit heavier. Yeah, I never thought about that. Once he takes that off the bat feels so much lighter and he can, his bat speed improves. So that's exactly what this does. So when you lift really, really, really heavy 
and then you go to an exercise where there's next to no weight on it, you can create more force and you can be more explosive and have more power than you would have otherwise, which will, it's like a super physiological way just to train your muscles to produce more force and to be more explosive. So it's a great method for elite athletes. Like a a regular person shouldn't be doing this unless they have a certain strength level. But yeah, it's a great way to improve explosive power rate of force development. Post-activation potentiation. Correct. Man, I sound like I'm so smart right now. Dude, you are so smart. (laughs) I'm impressed you even remember that. (laughs) Right on, right on. So yeah, there's no magic going on with supersets. It's the majority of it is to save time. And if your if your coach or person on Instagram you're following is saying you this this superset is like has this these properties that really change the fibers of it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's saving time, and it does. Like it's one of the best benefits of supersets. It's not to diminish that benefit. It's a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. It could be like a fraction of the time to superset, and it will help you get in and out of the gym faster. But if if it's not happening or in this workout, based on any number of reasons, you're not ruining progress. It's just you're going to be in the gym a few minutes longer. Yeah. And I imagine this whole conversation shifts slightly if we're talking about a CrossFit gym versus, you know, your, mm-hmm. your standard health and fitness gym. Yeah, exactly. It, it CrossFit, especially because so much of that is it's often classes. Mm-hmm. It's different in classes. If you're doing a class and the, the teacher says, hey, get this and this and this and this and this, well, everyone's going to go do that. Great. But if you're doing your own workout in the gym and, and you're getting seven pieces of equipment, it's it's inappropriate. It's completely inappropriate and uh, there's no need to do it. So what are your, what are your pet peeves? What, oh, what really boils well, your butt? So you know what? So I'm going to bring one up and I see both sides of it. But um, a lot of people are not going to like this one. This is going to go against the grain for a, what a lot of people. A lot of people hate when people slam the weights, and especially with something like deadlifts. They get really mad. Stop slamming the weights. And they say things like, if you can't bring it down quietly, it's too heavy for you. No, motherfucker. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that means you don't know how to deadlift. The deadlift is supposed to be put down quickly. In fact, it's more dangerous when you, if you're lifting maximal weights or near maximal weights with a deadlift and you slowly bring it down, that's when most people get hurt. You're supposed to almost drop the weight when you deadlift. That's why when you watch competitive weightlifters, mm-hmm. they drop the fucking weight. <laughs> like it's, it's not because like it looks cool. It's like, no, this is the safest way to do it. So when people are like, yeah, like, you shouldn't slam your weights. Listen, if someone is doing a dumbbell bench press and they throw the weights and slam them on the ground, that's stupid, dangerous, and and they should not be doing that. But with a deadlift specifically, it's okay for them to slam the weights and it's going to be loud. You're in a fucking gym. You're not in a Zen monk fucking temple. You're in a gym. It's going to be loud. It really pisses me off when people are like, oh, like you're, you're being too loud with your weights. Shut the fuck up. It's supposed to be loud. It's a gym. Yeah. So for that one, this and a lot of people, this is going to piss people off. Hopefully it changes their perspective. If someone is slamming their weights, specifically with a deadlift, that's okay. Like don't, like, don't let that piss you off. If someone is throwing dumbbells around and it's dangerous and, and like doing that repeatedly, 
that's that's not only dangerous it's 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 obnoxious and it's unnecessary that's okay to be upset about but the deadliest one specifically is important to bring up yeah um i will say though grunting that or screaming just because you're lifting heavy weight like deadlifting you don't need to scream Can you, you don't your chest I, I don't think beating your chest is a good idea. I mean, if you want to do it quietly, go for I it. My routine. <laughs> you know, the whole screaming and, and super loud grunting, that's unnecessary. Yeah, that's one of the things where it's like, okay, slamming the weight down and deadlift, fine. Screaming and super loud grunting, all right, relax, buddy. You don't need to be doing that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? If you're alone in the gym or, is, or you own the gym, great. But in a public gym, screaming and grunting, it's just unnecessary, and it's usually like a look at me type thing. It doesn't actually help very much. Not to mention, and and this is a you know it goes into a different discussion, but people talk about about central nervous system fatigue and like burning out, mm-hmm. and they often assume that it has to do with how much weight they're lifting. They're like, oh my god, like my my CNS, my central nervous system is so fatigued from lifting heavy weight. It's usually not the heavy weight that's fatiguing your central nervous system. It's usually how excited you're getting prior to the lift. And by excited, I don't mean like, yay, yay. I mean like the excitability, like the the actual like um, adrenaline rush and like the the crazy like anger or whatever it is that you get before you lift the super heavy weight. That is what's taxing your central nervous system. It's not the heavy weight. And I realized this when I was training at Westside Barbell, Louis Simmons, rest in peace. A lot of people thought that the, these like super strong guys at the gym were screaming and smacking each other and all of that. Louis was the biggest proponent of what he called Zen lifting. Mm-hmm. And again, Louis was tatted head to toe, just like a savage guy, just like deadlifted. He was deadlifting 700 pounds into his 70s. Like with, with a broken back, right? With a two time broken back, just crazy. Yeah. And, um, and I remember he would tell me, he'd be like, when you're in the gym and you're about to lift a heavy weight, relax. Just be as calm as you possibly can. Think about something that calms you down. And he would say, if you go to a competition and you're going to you're competing to lift as much as possible, now you get excited. Now you really you you go crazy. But Louis was, he was against using things like pre-workout. He was against um, getting super pumped up before a gym lift because that's what people got really burned out from. That's what actually taxes your central nervous system is that it's sort of like if you get a really big adrenaline dump and then the the side effects after you just, you're so exhausted after, after an adrenaline dump. That's mm-hmm. what's tiring. If you've ever like... Um, been in a big public event, or maybe you're going to do public speaking or something or whatever it is, or you have to give a presentation, you get really pumped up, maybe anxious, excited, whatever. And then once it's, once it's all over, you're like, Oh God, I just need to be alone. Yeah. You didn't lift any heavy weight. It wasn't like you put your body under like real, like maximal loading. No, it's just like the excitability and the adrenaline dump. That's what taxes your central nervous system. So I've carried that over into my lifting where it's like, when I'm going to lift super heavy weight in the gym, I am so calm. I am so relaxed. And I, I carry this over to everything. Even if you watch, uh, I, I recently put out a, a video on YouTube of one of my more recent jujitsu competitions. Number one, if you watch my YouTube videos, you'll see whenever I do jujitsu, I'm smiling, I'm laughing. I'm not like fighting and really getting super upset. But even during the competition, I was smiling and laughing with the with my opponents because I know I will do better 
if I'm just more calm and relaxed mm-hmm. and going all the way back to the screaming and grunting and yelling, you're actually doing more harm for yourself than good. You, you might end up lifting a little bit more in that session, but it's going to have a more deleterious effect on the back end and, and your recovery if you keep doing that over and over and over again. It's not sustainable. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. And, also, and it's uh, annoying. And it's annoying. That's what <laughs> Make you uh, less obnoxious to your fellow gym goers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. Another one. Another thing that I, I, I don't like in the gym is uh, when people are listening to music without headphones. Mm, yeah. Or recently there's this, been this guy in the gym. This will be a good thing to talk about. There's been a guy in my gym who brings a Talking portable speaker. You, Gary. No, <laughs> he brings a portable speaker to the gym. Yeah. And he plays loud rap music in the gym. And I'm I'm like, bro, you could just put headphones in and, and listen to this music as loud as you want. And Man, it's it really fucking pisses me off. It, do, it and I haven't said anything to him yet. I've been trying to like just let it play out. I I like I want to email the gym like manager and be like, hey, just want to let you know this is happening because I don't want to. I don't listen. I don't want to get in an argument or a potential fight with someone. I don't want to create those situations. So it's happened a few times. I'm trying to just like give him the benefit of the doubt, see if he continues to do it. I think if it happens again, I'll email management. And then if that doesn't do anything, then I'll go say something to him. Yeah. Man, I'm but glad I you know jujitsu. I mean, the thing is like the thing about like, just cause I know it, I don't ever want to have to use it ever. No, no, I don't no, ever. But like, I think a lot of people think like, oh, you, you, I, I think people often assume I practice and learn how to fight so I can use it. No, I practice and learn how to fight so I never have to use it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't ever want to have to use it, but I would rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war, right? Like I'd rather know what to do if I need to, God forbid. So so yeah, if you're listening to music or watching a movie or listening to a podcast, just put your damn headphones in. Like Jesus, I don't know why that's a, a hard one for people. Yeah, I mean, it brings me back to when I was a teenager and, you know, I was driving in a car for the first time and just like blasting the music with the windows <laughs> down. I'm like, man, I'm so cool right now. Dude, that was like the best feeling ever. Right? Um, that was the best feeling ever. <laughs> the wind going through the window and like, just like it's nice weather and blasted music when, when you first get your license and you're driving by yourself. It's like the ultimate, like first expression of freedom. Freedom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe not. You know, when you're an adult in a gym, in a shared space, when people are doing Zen deadlifts. Yeah. Dude, the same thing used to happen. I remember when I moved to Israel when I was younger, I'd be taking public transit and people would just be blasting music on their phones on the bus. I'd be like, bro, can you just put a headphone in or something? Like, And they had headphones. Like they had them around their neck, but they were still blasting the music on their phone on the bus. I was like, God damn. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Just we all don't need to hear what you're listening to. And we all have other things like whether I'm having a phone conversation or I just want to be in my own zen like just like my my own head without listening to it. Like come on, man. Have you ever been in that situation where someone on one side 
is playing music and then someone on the other side is playing music and they turn up so that they can't hear each other's music and you're like, I've never, I have, have you, have you, I've never had that. Oh yeah. I mean like in a park setting or by, a oh yeah, or something yeah. Where it's just like, all right, now I'm hearing the discordant polyrhythms of two songs that shouldn't go together at the same time. <laughs> this is not fun. <laughs> I bet for you that would be even more annoying because like you understand music, like you get it. So it's like, this is just screwing up all like all of my brain cells. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. It's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So what about, what should you be doing? So if you're going to the gym for the first time, you, you sign up, you get your gym membership, you come back and you, you swipe your card at the front desk. What are some things that you should keep in mind that are like, yeah, this is how I'm going to carry myself. These are things I'm going to do. Okay. That's a great question. I'll start off by giving one more example of a big don't, and then okay. we'll go into that. This is, this is a huge one. And this happens in literally every gym I've ever been to. There's a dumbbell rack, right? Big rack of dumbbells. You go grab your dumbbells. I don't care what exercise you're doing. You take your dumbbells and you move away from the damn dumbbell rack. Do not do your exercise right in front of the dumbbell rack. Every Dude, my blood pressure is going up just talking about this. <laughs> Every gym I've been to, people do this, and it blows my fucking mind. The most common exercises this happens with, shrugs, mm-hmm. lateral raises, front raises, and curls. These are the most common exercises that people will do. They'll pick up the dumbbells and for whatever reason, they just don't want to take four steps back and they just stand right in front of the rack. And then of course, I'm trying to bring my dumbbells back and they're heavy and they're standing right in front of the rack. So I can't get by them. Don't and then I'll be like, put them on, leave them on the floor. <laughs> don't you, you wait, you put your weights back. Um, <laughs> And then they'll give me the stink eye because I'm trying to put my weights back while they're doing their set. I'm like, motherfucker, take four steps back. Do Mm -hmm. not stand right in front of the rack. That's a huge one. I think that might be top three, maybe even top two most annoying ones on a regular basis. Take your dumbbells, move back. Four steps at least. At least. If, oh man, that's actually a really good idea. Um, You know how when you go to a train station, there's like a yellow line they, yeah, like, I was dude, the same thing. Yeah. Oh my god. When, one day I'm gonna open up a gym that's free for for everybody. I'm gonna put a yellow line on, like, and it's gonna. And oh my god, you know they have like the pre-recorded things in the transition. Like, please stand behind the yellow line. Train is approaching, <laughs> dude. What if like in that section, just like once every 15 minutes? Like, I wouldn't do it all the time, or like whatever. If maybe if someone right. is just is breaking that rule, I'll just get on the loudspeaker. Please stand behind the yellow line. Dude, that would be so funny. It. Oh my God, that would be good. Yeah, we can have like a whole subway theme. Yeah, or, or maybe there's like know. a way to put a sensor on the ground. Oh no, because then if the dumbbells are just sitting on the ground, then it would knock the sensor off. Anyway, yeah, I want that. I want that in my gym. I feel like there's infrared technology or yeah. something. We, we can figure it out. So yeah, it's, it's a brave new world. All right, so someone just goes to the gym. They just walk in first day. What should they do? So are you talking about like um, like where should they go first, like progression of like what your gym workout should look like? Well, I'm, I'm thinking program, you know, we're going to we've covered that or we will cover that or it's, you know, that's there. We can go another place mm-hmm. for that more like when you're in that mm-hmm. space. What are things you should be mindful mm-hmm. of instead of don'ts? Maybe there's things that you should do, like putting the weights mm-hmm. back where you got yep. them. 
or um, stuff yeah, like that. Okay. I think one of the the best things you can do early on, and this is super under discussed. First, you have to remember if you're going into a gym and it's like any type of gym, really any gym, if you're paying a gym membership, you have to remember it's a business and they're going to try and sell you. They are. Mm-hmm. That being said, most of the trainers there, they really do want to help. And what I would say is if you're brand new to the gym and you don't know what to do, immediately introduce yourself to the trainers. Say, hey, I'm new here. And if you're it'd be like, I'm really nervous. This is my first time. Or this is my like first, like I've quit numerous times, whatever, whatever it is. Tell them the truth. I'm new here. I'm really nervous. I don't know what to do. I just want to introduce myself and, and get on a first name basis. If you have any advice for me, I'm more than happy to take it. And if you don't want to pay for coaching, you'd say, listen, I don't have the funds right now to pay for coaching. So like, no, don't even try selling to me because like, I don't have the funds for it, but I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm going to try and be in here often. And if you ever have any advice for me, I'm more than happy to, to listen and to take your advice, to be a good student. This is, I think the best thing you can do early on. If someone did that to me when I was working at a gym, I would be so happy. I'd be like, cool. I don't have to work because selling is also work on my part. And I would rather know from the mm-hmm. beginning, like if it's a, a lost cause or not, it's cool. So I'm not going to try and sell this person. I'm just going to help this person. And now if I see someone bothering them, I can go up and say, Hey, leave them alone. I can like be your, be your like shield and, and help, help protect you in some ways. If that, if needed, if I see you doing something that's inappropriate, like standing in front of the dumbbell rack, be like, Hey, do me a favor. Just when you grab the dumbbells, take four steps back. Like I can, I can sort of be like your guardian angel. I think it's one of the mm-hmm. best things you can do. And also a lot of times it's, I think it's human nature to almost like look at other people and just be defensive or, or almost like not like them if you don't know them, especially in a, in an environment like the gym. It's a lot of people will often assume malintent when in reality, it's usually just ignorance. So if you go up and introduce yourself and you get on a first name basis with these coaches and they see you making a mistake, they're not going to go up and be upset with you. They're going to be like, Hey, what's going on? Like they know you now, they know you're new. They know you're not doing anything maliciously so they can help you. I think that's Mm -hmm. uh, personally, if I was brand new going to a gym and I didn't know what I was doing, that would be the, the first step so that you're on a first name basis with people who are there and who know what they're doing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's great. I think, man, there's so much. I think um, one thing to be aware of, and I know a lot of people get nervous about people looking at them. Number one is this. I guarantee you, everyone listening has been caught staring into space, daydreaming, Mm -hmm. not really looking at what you're looking at, right? Like your, your eyes are looking at someone but you're not seeing them. You're daydreaming. Happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Just because someone's eyes are on you does not necessarily mean that they're looking at you. Now, any woman listening to this will know that that is sometimes true. And a lot of times it's also not true because sometimes people are fucking looking right at you nonstop and it can be super, super uh, uncomfortable and scary depending on the person. But it is worth noting that the first time, if someone's just like staring in the distance, I, if you are trying to find someone staring at you, then you're going to find it. But it doesn't mean they're looking at you or seeing you. It doesn't mean that they're judging you. It doesn't mean they're thinking any bad. I mean, there have been times where I've noticed someone looking at me and I'll be like, what's going on? What's going on? And then finally they'll come up to me and be like, 
your technique is awesome or like you're a beast. And like, I thought that there was judgment and it was really just like, oh no, they're just being nice. Mm -hmm. So keep in mind that just because someone's looking at you doesn't mean anything is wrong or bad or any of that. If someone continues to stare at you and it's making you uncomfortable, either go to one of the personal trainers that you've spoken to and developed a relationship with, or when you talk to that person, like don't be aggressive from the beginning. So it's, it's not a good strategy in life to be aggressive with people right off the bat. First, Hey, listen, I'm trying to get my workout in. I don't know if you're like, you're daydreaming and looking at me or like, if you're just like, or if you're actually looking at me, but like, please, like I see that your eyes are looking at me and I'm just trying to focus on my workout. That should be enough. If then, you know, they get rude or aggressive, cool. Then you can go nuts. You can talk to the personal trainers about it. Like you can be aggressive if you want to. But I really think, especially this day and age with social media and all the stuff that's being thrown in our face, it's easy to be super aggressive from the very beginning when the reality is most people are really nice. Most people are Mm -hmm. really nice and have good intent and don't want to make you uncomfortable or do anything bad. Giving benefit from the doubt from the beginning is usually a really good strategy. And like you always have to be vigilant always aware and always like, you know, if someone's, if someone's being creepy and following you around and uh, like, don't go, especially for women, don't like go out of the gym and like walk to your, walk to your car alone. If you really think someone is like following you or, or, or stalking you or being inappropriate, like be vigilant and be aware. My wife and I have these conversations all the time, like either call me and I'll, I'll come down to the gym. Like fortunately it's in our, our building or like talk to the gym staff be like, Hey, this person is following me. I don't know if they're doing anything. I don't know if they have anything bad planned, but I need you to walk me to my car. Please do not feel bad doing that. I, it would, I would 10 times out of 10, rather you be safe and do that and have it be a mistake than not do it and have it not be a mistake. Like, like, please, please, please give the benefit of the doubt, but also, you know, be vigilant. And I understand this is, you know, almost conflicting piece of advice, but I would say for anyone listening, especially for, for men listening, like do your best to be aware where your eyes are <laughs> for a long period of time. It's mm-hmm. impossible not to make eye contact and to look at people like you're going to be in the gym. Eye contact is going to happen. Looking is going to happen. It, it's part of it. But like for how long, like, are you, are you jerking your neck all the way around to look at someone for 30 seconds straight? Like that's weird. Yeah. If someone has headphones in, do not go in and try and make them take their headphones out just so you can talk. That is a huge pet peeve. Sometimes I'll have headphones on just to like, I won't even be listening to anything. I just like, it's the international symbol for don't fucking talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there are still people who like will motion to take the headphones out. And what I do when that happens is I keep my headphones on and I say, sorry, sorry, I can't hear you. It's a, it's like one of the, the, the best things. Um, you ever watch the office? Yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. remember the scene when, have you seen all the episodes? Probably a couple times. Okay, good. So. All right, perfect. <laughs> Do you remember when Dwight and Michael are on a train and Dwight gives Michael his like neck pillow and Michael no, has his headphones on and Dwight is like, Michael, can I have my neck pillow back? Can I have my neck pillow back? And Michael can clearly hear him. And he just looks in and he points as he's like, I, I, he's, I can't hear you. And goes, <laughs> and then Dwight leaves him alone. It's like, that's usually what happens in a gym where when people are trying to talk to me, I'll just point to my headphones and be like, oh, I can't hear you. And I'll walk right by them. Yeah. That's it. And, and I understand 
that is taken as rude and all that, I don't give a fuck. I'm working out and I have my headphones on. Don't talk to me. Like, and like a lot of people are like, oh, you shouldn't have to have headphones on. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't have to, but it is what it is. So I do. I wear my fucking headphones, even if I'm not listening to anything, as the international symbol for get the fuck away from me and don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. That's it. So like, do and don't feel weird pointing to your headphone and saying, oh, sorry, I can't hear you and keep walking. Keep doing your thing. That's it. Yeah. And just to to go back and, and underscore uh, the scenario where like if someone is being creepy, if you have already introduced yourself to the staff, if you've already made those overtures, it's a lot easier probably to ask for that help or ask for that support. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's that's a great way to start. Yeah. 100% man. So do you have that, uh, oh, that yeah. list? Wait, did I text that to you? No, I, no, I was hoping, I was hoping to learn. Wait, it I didn't text it to you? Time. No. Oh shit. Now I have to find it. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. Um, did I really not text it to you? I could have swore I did. Damn it. Okay. Is this something that you would want to repost once this episode goes live? Yeah. It's, I actually, I repost this once every, once every few months. So once the episode li- goes live, I'm more than happy to repost it and share it. I want to print this out on a massive, oh, here we go. I found it. Awesome. Um, I want to print this thing out and put it in my gym. Yeah. And it's funny, every time I post up my story, a lot of gym owners are like, I'm taking this out and I'm putting this on my gym because it's just like a big list of do's and don'ts in the gym or essentially don't it, someone, someone asked me a question they said please share all the annoying things people do at the gym so I don't do them uh, this, is, this actually came from someone who wanted to make sure they weren't doing anything annoying I like that yeah yeah got the big list you want me to just read it off yeah let's let's rock and roll okay number one not putting your weights away in the right spot after using them this is important okay oh wow dude blood pressure is going up already <laughs> dumbbell racks there's clear definitive spaces where the dumbbells go, right? It goes in order of the weight. And I, it, I lose my shit when I see people putting them in the wrong place. It's like, that's equally as bad as not even putting them back at all. Sometimes even worse. Sometimes I would rather they just like leave it on the ground so I can put it in the right spot versus like having to change the spot, especially for the heavy dumbbells, put it in the right place. And then this one, I actually made a YouTube video that included this a while ago, but a lot of people don't know the right place for weights on a squat rack. Mm -hmm. And, And I always have to remind myself, people just don't know, but a lot of people think they, for example, they, the 45 pound weight plates, like the heaviest ones, they think that they should go higher up because it's easier. It's actually way more dangerous. It's way more dangerous to have a big 45 pound plate up high than it is to have it down low by the ground. So the higher the the pins are that you're going to put the weight on for the squat rack, the lighter the weight. So two and a half and five pounds up top, 10 pounds, 25 pounds in the middle, and then 35, 45 plus pounds on the very bottom. So always remember that when you're putting the weights back on the squat rack, lightest up top, heaviest down below. Cool? Yeah. Okay, and we already spoke about this one, but standing right in front of the dumbbell rack while you do curls or shrugs or shoulder raises, you know, please stand step behind away. the yellow <laughs> Stand behind the yellow line. Uh, talking loudly on the phone, it's a big one. It's a... Mm. 
you're welcome to have phone conversations, but some people's voices, they just carry and they're loud. And it's like, and, and then being on speakerphone, someone was doing mm-hmm. that. I, like it was this, what I almost said the other day, it wasn't the other day. It was a couple months ago, but guy in the gym was having like a business call on speaker. I'm like, bro, just take it off speaker and then have a regular phone call. Anyway, not using headphones while you listen to music, podcast, or show. Um, <laughs> loudly singing the music you're listening to. This, this uh, that happens, huh? It does happen. It's not the most common. And honestly, huge respect to the people doing it for the <laughs> amount of confidence that they have because it's usually not like the best singers in the world, but they don't give a shit. And on one hand, I respect the they don't give a shit mentality, but also it's like, you should give a shit about the other people here that have to listen to it. So keep it keep it to yourself when you're in the gym. Um, hogging a ton of equipment we already spoke about. Don't do that. Oh, this is a good one. Continually asking someone how many more sets they have and standing right next to them until they're done. Oh, mm. God. that That's really annoying. Stop it. Stop. Like, <laughs> figure out how many sets they've got, and once they tell you, move away. You don't don't stand right next to them. And let, I'll give I'll give the one exception to this. If you're in a gym with that's packed, maybe you're there like at seven or eight in the morning when it's busy, or like around like four to six at night, and it's really really busy. Mm-hmm. In some of these gyms the squat racks or the bench presses, something like that. This happens a lot in college gyms. There are only one or two of them there and they develop a line. Mm -hmm. If you're there to save your spot because you know someone else is going to grab it if you're not, that's fine. I would just let the person know, hey, I'm going to stand here, not because like I'm watching you or or anything or trying to rush you, just because I want this next and know someone else is going to take it. Otherwise... If you're in a gym and there's plenty of equipment and there's other stuff to do, go do another exercise while they finish their sets. Don't stand right next to them and, and just wait and watch. Yeah. Um, and what I would do is if I if I had to stand next to a squat rack and, and wait for someone, I would do my mobility work or I would just fuck around on my phone. I'd look at my phone, like don't just be watching them. Like don't like it can be really uh, a lot of pressure and uncomfortable just yeah. to watch someone during their set. Like keep your eyes off. Just like look at your phone, do your mobility work. Again, glances are normal, like glancing up and that's fine. But like, you're not their coach. Don't like be critiquing their set and looking their form. Like it's just, you know, take a step back and give them some space. How do you feel about working sets in on the same squat rack? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. If I go up to someone and say, Hey, how many sets do you have left? And they say three or less, I'm not going to ask to work in. They got Mm. three or less sets. No. Like, cool, you do your three sets. You should be done within about five to seven minutes. Sometimes 10, depending on how heavy they're lifting. I understand that. Awesome. If someone has four or more sets, I'll be like, oh, awesome. Is it cool if I work in? And sometimes I'll just say like, oh, awesome. I'll work in with you. Rather than Mm -hmm. asking, depending on the person, it really does depend on the person. If it's someone who is... I can tell, and I have, cause I have, I've been in the gyms for, for most of my life. If I can tell they're a little bit uncomfortable or they're not new, like, I'll, or they're new and like, they don't really know, I'll ask, Hey, would you mind? If it's someone who I can have a, if I have a feeling they're going to be a little bit of a dick, I'll be like, awesome. I'll work in with you. I'll just assume that it's going to be okay. Hmm. There have been a couple of times throughout my whole career where someone was like, 
oh no, I'll just, I'm just going to do this myself. I'm like, no nah, man, this is like a public gym. Like we're both paying, like I got to get in and out too. So let's just work in together. And like you help them load and unload the bar when it's their, when it's their time to lift, you make sure the bar is loaded properly with the weight that they should be lifting. You ask them how much weight do you want on you load and you unload your weights and you make it as easy as possible and as seamless as possible. Mm-hmm. But if it's three or less, I let them finish. If it's four or more, I'll, I'll work in with them. And, uh, yeah, that's basically it. Nice. Speaking of, uh, properly putting weights and stuff on, I think for a lot of people who are going to the gym for the first time, they might not know when to use collars and when to not use collars. Oh, wow. Man, you're just asking the best questions. Okay. So collars (laughs) are the things that you put on the end of the bar after all the weights are on to help make sure the weights don't fall off. There are right times and wrong times. And I'll say when you're heavy squatting, I would say is probably the most important time to have the collars on when you're really heavy squatting. I've seen a fair, and I even saw this once at a powerlifting competition in the warm-up room, which I couldn't believe. Someone loaded, misloaded the bar, which happens all the time. There's any, you misload the bar, one side is heavier than the other. And they unracked the bar and immediately the bar flipped to one side and all the weight fell off. And it was super dangerous. Fortunately, no one got hurt. But this happens a lot. And like people get hit with weights. Like, listen, we all make mistakes. We're all humans. You are probably, if you squat for long enough, you're going to misload the bar at one point or another. Always put the collars on to squat uh, for squats. Like it's just, it keeps you safe. It keeps other people safe. Keep the collars on the bar. For deadlifts, not as important. I'm not going to say it's not important, but it's not as important. It really only becomes more important for deadlifts if like you're lifting so much weight that the weights are like almost at the end of the bar. Most people are nowhere near there and like it's uh it's going to be very difficult for the weight to actually fall off. So deadlifts personally I actually don't wear the, put the collars on, but like it's not bad if you do and it's not bad if you don't, but it's uh it's really not that big of a deal with deadlifts. It's more of a, you know, whatever you prefer there. Mm-hmm. With bench press, having collars on the bar is one of the most dangerous things you can do, especially if you are lifting by yourself. And there's risk here because you could also misload the bar and it could tip to one side and it could hurt someone. But out of all the lifts in the gym, the bench press is the one, only one consistently where people die every year doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not huge numbers. I think the average is about 14 people a year die bench pressing which is terrible. It's awful. And it usually happens because the bar will drop down onto their throat and they can't get it off. And it's not like it just drops and like cuts their, their throat and their spine immediately. It usually they'll, they'll not be able to get it back up. It's on their throat and then they, they can't get it off. If you have mm-hmm. collars on the bar that's preventing the weight from going off, then the bar is stuck on your neck and you can't get it off. If you don't put collars on the bar, then God forbid you can't lift the weight and you don't have a spotter. You can just deliberately tip the weight to one side. Boom. The weight comes off. Boom. The weight goes off the other side. You're good to go. You're safe. That will save your life. If God forbid you're ever in that situation. So do not put collars on the bar when you bench press and just be super vigilant and and double, triple, quadruple check to make sure you're not misloading the bar. And, And I also, if someone's standing right next to you while you're bench pressing, 
like tell them, Hey, like, I, I don't want the weights to slip off. I don't want, you know, you to get hurt. Could you just move like two steps that way? So if anything happens, so those are the like squats. Yes. Deadlifts up to you. Bench press. Do not wear them. Do not have them on. The other thing I'll say is anything with an easy curl bar, one of those like smaller bars that are like slightly curved. A lot of people do curls with them. A lot of people do skull crushers with them. Always, always put collars on the bar for this one. I've seen countless times the weights falling off those because the bars are smaller. So there's less weight, there's less space for the weights to move. So I see people, the weights coming off that all the time. So always with the easy, easy curl bar, put the collars on so that the weight isn't going to fall off. And the, the one that I laugh is the Smith machine. You don't need to put collars on the Smith machine. <laughs> I always laugh because sometimes I go into the gym and I, I've rarely seen someone have it while they're doing it. But sometimes I'll walk into the gym, there'll be a Smith machine and like the weight will be on and the collars will be on as well. And I'll just I'll have a little chuckle. Like the Smith machine is one of the safest machines ever that it's phys- it's like impossible for the weights to fall off unless like you've just o- overloaded it with too many plates and it's falling off because there's no space left. So you don't need the collars for the Smith machine. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool, cool. What else you got? Uh, let's see. So we've got grunting unnecessarily loud, which we covered. We've got trying to talk to someone while they're working out. We could go in on this a little bit. We've already spoken. If they've got headphones in, that's the international sign mm-hmm. for don't fucking talk to me. I would say... You know, it's interesting. So I've put on my story before. I've put this on my story. But here's what's interesting. And you have to remember the vast majority of my clients are women. The vast majority of my followers are women. There are, I do work with a lot of men as well, but probably like 70, 75% of my clients and followers are women. And I get a lot of opinions from women. And it's so funny because almost every opinion is like they're speaking on behalf of all women. But all women don't agree with each other, just like all men don't agree with each other. And and it's funny because whenever I get someone as, like giving their opinion, they'll always say, as so-and-so, so like if they're a doctor, as a doctor or as a woman or as a therapist, they always start with that. I'm like, all right, whatever. But like it's very been very interesting because many women have messaged me saying, Ugh, I don't want any guys talking to me. I'm there to work out. And on the other hand, I get many women saying, Ugh, I wish a guy would talk to me in the gym. I want to meet a guy at the gym. I get both. And I've gotten a ton of women. Dude, I got, I remember I posted about this once. I got thousands, thousands of messages of, of both saying, number one, I wish a guy would talk to me. And number two is hundreds of people saying, I met my husband in the gym because he came up and talked to me. So, but on the other hand, there are also many women who say, don't fucking talk to me. I don't want guys to talk to me. So it's interesting because on one hand, a lot of women will directly say, I wish a guy would come and talk to me. I I would like to find a guy at the gym, da, da, da. But on the other hand, they're like, sometimes they'll be super defensive if a guy does talk to them. And like, and as a guy, I can understand it's like, well, what the fuck do I do? I don't know, because some women say like, don't talk to me. Don't ever do it. Don't ever come up to me at the gym. And other women are like, oh, I wish they would. Well, how do I know? There's no way to definitively know, but you've got to read social cues. Number one, (laughs) if they've got headphones on, do not do it. So ladies, if you'd like a guy to come talk to you, don't have headphones in, 
right? And there, listen, not everyone in the world is listening to this podcast, unfortunately. I wish they were. But so not everyone is, is listening to this or understanding this. But so some people will probably come and talk to you even if you have headphones on and, and you could just do the same thing I said, point to the headphones and say, ah, oh, can't hear you. Keep going. <laughs> Fellas, if someone, if you want to go talk to someone and they have headphones on, don't talk to them. If they don't have headphones on and you go talk to them and they are not reciprocating in the conversation, mm-hmm. end it. Period. It's it doesn't take much longer than maybe ten to twenty seconds to realize if that person wants to be involved in the conversation or not. If they're not making eye contact with you, if they're continuing to work out while you're talking at them, these are all signs that they do not want you to talk to them. If they stop what they're doing. If they're smiling and looking at you and, and asking you questions back, cool. This is a sign that they want to continue communicating. I think, I think one of the most important ones is if, if they're eye contact, if they're not making eye contact, if they're continuing to work out, or if they're just saying things like, yep, uh-huh, crazy, got it, cool. Like one word, two word answers. They don't want to be involved in that conversation. Fucking leave. If yeah. they if they start to initiate if they start to ask questions or seem very interested, yeah, keep it up. But um and this this goes for the bar, this goes for the grocery store. Yeah. This goes for being out at a park. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um it's it's tough. It is tough because some some people would like it and some people absolutely hate it and detest it. So I will say on the other hand, if you're a lady and you've got guys coming up to you. Listen, I I can't imagine what it's like to be a woman and have dudes coming up all the time. I can't imagine. But also understanding like most of the guys who are doing it have have good intent and they're nice and like say, like, hey, listen, I'm trying to work out. I know you're a really nice guy, but I, I'm just here to get my workout in. I'm in a relationship. Have a good day. Cool. End it. And that guy might be like, you're a bitch. Cool. Fuck that guy. Whatever. He can call you want. Now you can just get to your workout. Awesome. Starting from a place of understanding, like maybe he's just trying to find someone as well. And if you're taken, cool. Now he knows. Awesome. If you're not, like he he's also getting mixed messages because some women want it and some women some women don't. So he's just trying to he's t- trying to take a shot. Don't feel uncomfortable saying, "Hey, I'm taken." Hey, I'm trying to get my workout in. Hey, I don't want to talk. Don't feel uncomfortable saying that. Try and be nice about it. I think being nice is a good human quality. Uh, if they get more aggressive and don't listen, cool. Be aggressive and, and be very clear and don't worry about being seen as a bitch or rude. Just fucking do what you need to do to protect yourself. But yeah, I mean, that's, it, it's sort of an ambiguous topic. It's a difficult one and you've really got to play it by ear and, and see what, see how the person reacts. But if the person is not giving you a, an interested response, step away. <laughs> that's it. That's like the most important thing I can say for that one. Yeah. You know, um, Fogo de Chao. Do I know Fogo de Chao? Of course. Of course I do. <laughs> Yeah, the with the coaster and it's like green or red. Yeah. And if it's green, they come by with, you know, the the sword of meat. Of course. If it's red. Yeah. Maybe long. Yeah. Maybe maybe headphones can become that. Like maybe we can make that happen. Oh, just have like the red or the green. 
Or just in general, it's like headphones in, like leave me alone. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you meant literally like put like a red or a green thing on. Like, all right, ladies, when you come in, you're going to have a red thing or a green <laughs> thing. That would be very dangerous because if you had the green on, then every guy would be coming up to talk to you. Uh, no, the headphones are that. You're right. Yeah, headphones are <laughs> don't come over. No headphones are. If you'd like to, I'm, a, I'm open to it. But then as soon as you, they come Maybe. over, if they're like, sometimes they won't have headphones in. And like the eye contact is a big one. And this for me is just, I don't understand how people don't get social cues like this, but some of them don't is, <laughs> I think one of the funniest ones is when someone says that's crazy. When someone is saying that's crazy, it means they don't give a shit what you're talking about. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Oh, oh wow. That's crazy. <laughs> how many times do you have to say that's crazy before they realize like, oh, I, <laughs> they don't, they don't care what I'm saying. <laughs> so Keep an eye out for that's crazy or oh cool got it yep wow uh huh those like small answers are your cue to leave. All right, let's see. Um, Next on the list, coming to the gym when you're sick. Oh, this is a big one. If you work out at home, go for it. <laughs> right, like and and we could talk more about that on a separate episode of you know when should you work out, like when should you take a rest day. If you if you're sick and you feel good enough to work out and you work out at home and you're the only one using your equipment, great. If you're sick and you go to a public gym, you're a dick. It do not do that. It is, and this is something that I've always been big on, but ever since I've had my daughter, I've become even more acutely aware of it mm -hmm. just because like, dude, there's this one guy in my gym who keeps coming and he's coughing. He's hacking up along all the time. And I'm like, Bro, I've got now a five-month-old daughter whose like immune system is brand new and like small colds can be a really big deal. And it's like, yeah. come on, you don't know who they have at home who's immunocompromised. You, like, and I think this is even bigger ever since COVID and stuff, but don't go to the gym when you're sick. It's just, it's not fair. It's not fair. And it's not right. So if you're home, if you have a home gym, great workout. Don't go to a public gym and do that. And giving unsolicited technique advice and, and the last one that I have on this list is not cleaning sweaty equipment after you use it. This is a, this is a big one, especially for me because I sweat a lot. Like my wife laughs, like I, I sweat in situations that there's no reason to sweat in. Like I sweat peeling an orange. Like there's, I'm, I'm just a sweaty dude. And I'm acutely aware that no one wants to be feeling my sweat. Like they just, they don't. It's not fun. It's not nice. Like I am acutely aware of that. So if you sweat, like you got butt sweat, you've got back sweat, you've got chest sweat, you've got head sweat. I don't care. You're on a bench, you're using equipment, you're using elliptical, you're using whatever it is. You're dripping sweat somewhere. Clean it, please. It's uh, I don't even know like about like things that can be transferred through sweat. I just mean like, it's just gross. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and by the way, like I do jujitsu, like I I'm getting sweat on by people all the time, but I'm signing up for that. I'm signing up to get sweat on by other sweaty people in the gym. You're not signing up for that. It's an individual thing in the gym. So if you're sweating, clean it up, please. Yeah. And usually they have like the paper towel rolls and the, yeah, the squirty things. And all that yeah, stuff. exactly. They make it easy. And that's it, bro. That's that's the big list. And I'm sure there's more, but that's the big list. I'm going to add one. And it's, I don't know if if it's kind of like the 
social etiquette conversation. It's like, if you don't know this by now, I don't know how to help you, but hygiene. Um, mm. If you're coming to the gym, like make sure you showered in the past day or two, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and and I, I remember this at the at the college gym. Some people would show up and they just wear the same gym clothes in their gym bag every time. <laughs> and I don't think they ever wash them. And so like you could tell when they were behind you, you know. Oh, yeah. Like they were, um, you smelled so, them. You know, if, if you're wondering, you know, hey, is that me? Like just make sure like you're washing your gym clothes, you're clean. So you're in a public space. And <laughs> I feel weird even just saying this out loud right now. <laughs> But yeah, that's just not fun. Dude, man. dude, no, it's the truth, man. And I think that's just good life advice. Like, yeah, don't be the smelly kid. <laughs> don't be the smelly kid. Like, that's it. I was debating whether or not I was going to say this one because I know it's going to anger some people, but I have to say it. Okay. So, and I'll start with this. Uh, I forget who it was. Very famous celebrity just came out with these new uh, leggings, like workout leggings. And when I tell you, that these leggings literally they have like a thong built in and they cover it's you know assless chaps mhm like pants that cover your legs but your butt is exposed like the mm-hmm. literal butt is exposed that's what these leggings are and like actually dude i swear to god and i forget <laughs> which celebrity but like i this is the new legging it's where they cover your pants they cover your legs but your physical ass is out there. They're assless chaps. Wow. Now, if that's what you want to wear, cool. If your gym allows it, but don't be shocked when people are fucking looking, your ass is hanging out. Like literally your ass is out. And you know, this is, this is a, a difficult topic. I think you should be able to wear what you want to wear as long as the gym allows you to wear it. Now, keep in mind, a gym is a private business. If a gym does has a dress code, it's not bad or or misogynistic or, or it's like they have a dress code, just like often restaurants have a dress code. Like there's a, a restaurant that we love here in Dallas. Women can wear what they want. Men have to wear a collared shirt. If you don't wear a collared shirt as a man, you're not allowed in. That's not like against men. That's just their fucking rule. So if you want to go eat at their restaurant, cool. You got to follow their rules. I know there are many gyms that like won't allow like overexposing your body. That's not, that's not against anything. It's just like, listen, dudes, like put on a fucking shirt. If they don't let you wear a stringer t-shirt, fine. If they don't, if they want you to wear a shirt, great. If they don't let women just wear sports bras, great. I will say this. The more skin you have exposed, men or women, the more people are going to look. This is a universal truth. It's like, if you're only wearing a sports bra, please understand you're going to get more looks. It's not saying it's appropriate for someone to to touch you or to keep talking with you if you don't want them to. But if you're wearing something that is exposing a lot of skin, men or women, people are going to look at you because it's visible, period. That's it. And I'm not saying don't wear it, but I am saying don't be pissed or surprised 
if people are looking. It's it's mind boggling me to be like like people wearing these like these leggings with their ass hanging out. They go to the gym and then and then people are like, oh, all these guys are just staring at me. Well, yeah, your fucking ass is hanging out, literally. It's like if if someone is wearing um if someone is wearing like a super short skirt out in public and I can literally see their butt cheeks hanging out from beneath the skirt, it's like my wife and I will both look. We'll be like, <laughs> oh my God, her butt is hanging out from beneath her skirt. Like we can see it. It's the more you're exposed, the more people are going to look. And if that's what you want to do and your gym allows it, go for it. But don't be mad or upset when you get a lot of looks. It's like when I go to the gym, I usually wear like uh, a long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt or pants. Like that's just what I'm comfortable in. I'm not saying anyone has to do that, but I also know like I'll usually get a lot less looks and a lot fewer looks and a lot fewer people trying to come up to me and talk to me when I'm dressed like that. So like, and I know that the conversation is, oh, I shouldn't have to cover up in order for people not to talk to me. Should, shouldn't, I don't know. But when you're that exposed, you're opening the door for more because basic human biology is getting people to look at you, like period, end of story. So it doesn't justify anyone doing, uh, like going up to and talking to you nonstop or touching you or being rude. doesn't justify any of that. But your actions always have a response. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. One of Newton's laws, right? I don't know which one exactly that is. I think it's the third. Anyway, it's the third, third law. If you don't want people staring at you, don't wear super exposing clothes. And I'll also say, and people are going to be mad at this, going to the gym isn't a fashion show. Mm. If it makes you feel better to wear certain clothes, cool. But like you're, you're there to work out. So if you treat it like a fashion show and then people are looking at you, probably because you look great, don't be surprised or angry. Like you look great. People are looking at you. Like maybe it makes you feel good to get all dressed up and like, cool. You want to put your makeup on? Awesome. That's fine. Cool. But people are going to look. That's what, (laughs) it's biology, it's human nature. So be aware that if you get really dressed up for something, people are going to look. Just, uh, I think it's important to be aware of. And it's it's not a bad thing to say that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'll just say the flip side caveat, like, hey, just because someone's wearing something doesn't give you an excuse to stare inappropriately either. Well, so what is inappropriate staring? What is, what is appropriate and what's inappropriate? I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's a social cue, but I mean, if you're not blinking, (laughs) you're sitting there just doing reps across from somebody, Yep. like, you know, maybe licking your lips or something. Oh dear Lord. Yeah. Well that's, that's like borderline uh, assault, right? It's like, you're just staring at them and licking your lips, but there's a, I agree. You know, like if you're, if you're on the opposite side of the gym and you're craning your neck to try like, all right, what are you doing? Or if you're just walking right up and just staring at them like half a foot away. Yeah. But it's also, we have to understand like it's human. Like we're, you know, it's interesting. Like when you go in an elevator, what's the first thing? Everyone like looks down at their phones. You're in a really close space with several other people and it can be really uncomfortable but you're also like, you're aware of what other people are doing. Like it can be awkward to make eye contact. It's, it's also like a, a survival response. Like everything that we do is evolutionary. Everything we do is like survival in order to keep ourselves safe and also to reproduce. Like this is, we're humans. Like we are, we're animals. 
That's what we are. So these are all like biological responses to keep us safe and to reproduce. That's just where my brain goes. If you're skin is exposed significantly, you're going to get more looks, period, end of story. Now, I have a daughter. When she's older and she's going to the gym, I will be like, listen, wear what you feel comfortable wearing, but understand that what you wear will cause reactions. And you cannot get mad if dudes are staring at you if you're wearing things that invite dudes to stare at you. Like, it's funny, like, one of the things... When my wife and I first started dating, this is something I always respected about her. When we first started dating and we would go to the gym, she would always like tie a sweatshirt around her waist. And I was like, why are you doing that? And she was like, because I know guys are going to be staring at my butt. And I had never thought about that. Hmm. But I was like, she was like, it makes me feel more comfortable because now I know fewer guys are going to be staring at my butt. And I'm not saying you have to do that. You definitely don't. You can wear whatever you want to wear. But it made her uncomfortable to know that guys were staring at her butt. So she deliberately covered it. I was like, cool, that solved the problem. Like, it's obviously a little bit more cumbersome for you, but that's what makes you feel more comfortable. If it makes you feel more comfortable not to wear that, amazing, then don't wear it. But there's always a response. There's every action has a reaction. Everything. I prefer the uh, comfort of my cheeks just being out in the air when <laughs> I'm wearing my leggings. So in the wind, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I'm going to be doing. So that's it, bro. And I, uh, I got to get going because I have jujitsu in a few minutes. Oh wow. Okay. Well, man, always a pleasure, dude. That was this is a great podcast, man. I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave a five star review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and uh, make sure you you follow Tony on Instagram. I see you posting a little bit more, which I like. And uh, <laughs> if you if you please let us know what you think about podcasts in terms of frequency, more than one a week or whatever, just releasing them as they come out, or prefer just one a week so you can get all the way through. Let us know what you prefer, and, and we will take that advice into consideration. All right. Cool. Take care. Thank you, bro. Thank you.